This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, editor-at-large at Mississippi Today. Our guest today is Shamika Reed, is a young gifted and empowered person in her own right and she's here to tell us more about the seventh annual young gifted and empowered awards when how you can get involved and much much more as well shamika welcome back to mpb hi marcia thank you for having me again i always appreciate coming on being able to talk about young gifted and empowered oh i know i I know you love talking about it i mean you're a big part of it obviously and i think you um have a great story on your own Uh, You know a lot about hard work and hustle as well, so I think it's appropriate that you're here to tell us a little bit about it. I think before we really get into the details of the the recipients and everything, because you get an incredible lineup this year of honorees, um, but let's talk a little bit about you for a second, because like I said, I think you could probably win a few of these awards yourself. Uh, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you to say. Uh, And no, I'm not asking for a loan, I promise. I don't have anything to loan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you and I get along great. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where'd you grow up? Would you grow up here or where'd you grow up? I grew up in Macomb, Mississippi. Okay. Um, I, I tell people Macomb, but it was a little community outside of Macomb, about 30 minutes away, called Progress, Mississippi. Um, and But we had a Macomb address, which was interesting because you had to go through two other small cities to get to us. But... Um, yeah, grew up in Macomb and attended South Pike High School, graduated from there, attended Jackson State University, and um, been in Jackson, Mississippi ever since I came to Jackson State in 1999. Wow. Okay. You know, it, there's a lot of people talk about brain drain and everything. You decided to hang out here and make a difference here. How come you decided to stick around? Um, th- there were a number of reasons. Um, you know, when my family, uh, I-, I lost my mother at 17. And so I really wanted to make sure I was close to my dad and my sister Um, because as an older child, you you have a lot of responsibility. Right. And so there were responsibilities that I I wanted to stay committed to. Um, But I also saw that Jackson was on the cusp of something great. And, um, you know, and also I have to give, you know, a lot of kudos to my pastor as well, who talked about if all of the talent continuously leaves um, a community, how do we ever bring that, how do we ever, you know, build that community back up? And so um, just was really afforded some great opportunities here in Jackson that made me stay. Great opportunities working at Jackson State and different companies here um, and, and still be able to travel the world and see the world and then come back home. And, um, and just, you know, there were so many things that I could start as a business. Yeah, it's it's so fascinating hearing your story. I can completely understand where we're going to be here in a few minutes with the Young, Gifted, and Empowered Awards because it seems like kind of you just started on that track early on. And, you know, a lot of I've got a couple friends that lost their parents young, and it, it's so tragic and so hard when you're young to understand that. But it literally lights a fire in you, too, because you understand and you appreciate how finite time truly is. Absolutely, absolutely. And you, you realize what's important, too. Yeah. You know, um, and, and family is very important to me. So I, I wanted to make sure that I was near. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you were, and I'm glad you, I'm glad you decided to stay, uh, stick around. What did you major in college? 
mass communication. Oh, excellent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's good. So it's, everything's come together. We've got it together. Did you ever, do you see yourself starting a nonprofit? No. <laughs> no. Well, that got the biggest laugh of anything we said so far. <laughs> so we must find out more. I, I didn't. You know, um, you know, in, in recent years, you begin to hear about nonprofit media companies, which is, to me, a new phenomenon. Yeah. I'd never heard of that. And then also, you know, um, there were so many things that were not available to us when I came through mass communications. Like, you know, now their careers as social media content creators. Right. And they're actually majoring in that now. We, you know, we were pretty much standard. It was either news reporting, public relations. Um, you know, uh, you know, journalism, and that was pretty much the track. You know, so um, so no, I never thought that I would be running a nonprofit that was in the media sector. No. Well, I mean, I work for a nonprofit news company. I, I'm right there with you because I started out in, mar- I mean, I got a degree in marketing and work for a newspaper. <laughs> you know, those, I'm not sure any of those skills still apply, but, you know, it still kind of works. So it, it is fun, but in a way it's fun because it seems like it's changing every six minutes, right? It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely on that. Well, tell us a little bit about the Young, Gifted, and Empowered Awards because, like I said, I think it's a great idea. How did it come to be? Um, you know, it's- I, because when you're in media, you pay a lot of attention to the stories that are being told in, in the media. You're, you know, constantly watching the news or news, reading newspapers or, you know, reading blogs and things like that. And for me, I just was not satisfied with the narratives that were being told about, right. uh, you know, African-Americans and especially African-Americans from Mississippi. And um, so I wanted to I wanted to change that. Um, I wanted to put a different story out there, help create, you know, help, you know, create a narrative that, uh, that wasn't always so negative. And, um, so, you know, and then also part of it came to from, I just remember, um, you know, the Trayvon Martin trial and just the portrayal of, you know, of him and of his friends. And I'm just like, you know, that's, that's not fair. Um, you know, that's not fair to him. That's not fair to his friends. Um, and, you know, it just always seems like it's that kind of narrative. And we really have to be the generators of our own stories. We really have to take it, you know, take control of our narrative and tell the story and put the stories out there that we want put out there to counter the stories that are being put out there that are negative about us. And it's amazing because I've been working on my master's in communication, and it's amazing how we see the world so directly through the media that we consume and how it frames everything else. And you're right about Trayvon Martin. I mean, like I said, I think about if my son walked somewhere with a hoodie on, I'd, I'd you know, obviously would have been a different thing. And the way he was portrayed in the trial was terrible and you know it was creating that perception so i mean good on you for creating something that was positive and can help change minds and change levels on not only a local but also a national and a global level as well well thank you i appreciate that yeah you're welcome you're welcome tell us a little bit of the process for you and what it took to create it because like you said you're you're watching all this stuff and you're thinking okay well what what can i do about it because a lot of people get mad but they don't take that next step and create something, and you've created something really cool. Well, thank you. You know, for me, I think I always say everyone has a part to play, and my part in the movement may not be your part. You know, your part may be leading um, marches and 
um, you know, writing editorials and things like that. But I think my part is to help tell stories via this platform. Right. And so, um, you know, I have a selection committee. We come together uh, probably around August and start looking at individuals from Mississippi and from the South and who have Mississippi ties that are, you know, that are positively impacting the world. And, and so we go through that selection process. You know, they, they submit an application. We read their application. We, you know, talk to people that may know them to really get a feel about are they really doing the work that they say they're doing. And, um, and then we come back as, as a selection committee and we vote on these individuals. Um, as to like, okay, are these the stories we want to tell this year? And um, and then we began uh, probably in around December because we have so many moving parts to, you know, when you're dealing pe- with people like Arlen Hamilton who lives in California. So you're doing a lot of coordinating and trying to get these interviews scheduled and everything. And so, um, you know, it is it is a labor of love. It's a lot of work, a lot of coordinating. And then, you know, we set a date, and typically in the past uh, five years, it had been in person, but when COVID happened um, this last two years, we last year we did it, um, you know, just a 90-minute broadcast with all of the performances and interviews and everything, and this year it'll be a two-hour broadcast. Oh, wow. Yeah, with, uh, with the interviews of all of the honorees and... We'll have, you know, artistic and musical performances. And then Rita Brent is hosting. And so um, it's, you know, it is a an award show. You know, Rita's pretty darn good at hosting. I've seen her do it several times. She's she's starting to get a knack for this. She She's amazing. Yeah, she is. Um, you know, and I think she is, she has, you know, Mississippi should be really proud of what she's been able to do. And, you know, and she carries us with us everywhere she goes. She carries Mississippi with us. And so um, she's just amazing. Who are some of the past honorees you've had? Uh, Rita was one a few years ago. Um, We've honored um, uh, uh, Derek Blank. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a well-known photographer. Uh, He grew up right here in Jackson, but he's photographed everyone from Nicki Minaj to Gabby Douglas. Um, then, you know, we have people like Stephen James, who's uh, here in the Jackson community that's always giving back, that's always uh, creating opportunities to give to different nonprofits. Um, uh, Mike Burton, a saxophone player that's traveled the world playing, you know, sax for uh, uh, different artists. The uh, Mario Davis, who plays for the New Orleans Saints for his philanthropic work that he's done in the community. So we've had, we have close to uh, 50 plus honorees now. That oh, that's great. That yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's one thing I've discovered in the 25 years that I've lived here is that people in Mississippi love it when our own do well on the national stage. And that's like that's what's so great about these awards. It really highlights people that have gone out and made a huge difference just showing off how much talent that we have here in Mississippi. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just, you know, grateful that we're able to share those stories. Um, and, you know, a lot of times when people watch the broadcast or attend the the event, the, um, the, the awards ceremony, they say, gosh, I never knew. About, yeah. I never knew these, you know, these people were from Mississippi or while they're doing amazing work. And I can't believe they're from, you know, Mississippi. I, I know. I think Nashley Cephas has been on your show a few times, and she's shared with me 
that she's like, honestly, Shamika, no one knew about me until you told the story. That's great. And I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) Well, now you know what I'm doing is basically I'm going to go through all your past winners and just try to poach them all and use them as guests. Because I want to tell them, yeah, I mean, that's it's incredible. Hey, look, another thing, too, I know when people are probably watching this, they're probably thinking, how can I nominate someone? What's, what's the process on that? So we do have a website. You can go to younggiftedandempowered.com, and um, you can, there's a space on there where you can send names and, uh, you know, nominate people. So if you check out our website, there's a space on our website that says, you know, nominate a YG&E honoree. And you can go there and put your information there. All right. Well, it's time for a quick break. And when we return, we'll continue speaking with Shamika Reed about the seventh annual Young Gifted Empowered Awards. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, the number is 877-MPB-RING. That is 877-672-7464. Hey, stay tuned. There's more on the way. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. Hey, if you're just tuning in today, our guest is Shamika Reed, founder of Young, Gifted, and Empower Awards. We've been talking about that. Shamika, thank you for being with us today. I've really enjoyed the conversation so far. So let's just go ahead and jump into this year's awards. It's going to be airing on May 8th. By the way, this is uh, just a public service announcement, which is also Mother's Day. Folks, if you have not gotten something for your mom, do that right now. Uh, And it'll be here locally on Fox 40. Where else will it be around the state? Uh, yes. So, you know, for those that are out of state and listening, you can catch it on Qualey TV, which is a streaming app, an international streaming app. And you can download that on any, um, you know, apps, any app store. Um, but also it'll be on Cable One Channel 70 in Biloxi and WHCQ uh, Channel 8.1 in Cleveland, Mississippi. So uh, Sunday it'll be on four different stations that you can catch it on oh that's great are you going to have it like on youtube and so forth afterwards or just how if so people can catch it later if they miss the first time uh so after it after it streams live on quaily tv then you can go back to quaily tv at any time and watch it on demand that's great that's great good deal and you've got a couple great sponsors who are your sponsors uh uh Patty Pekonda has been with us probably since year two. Oh, that's and great. They're always with us. Um, and then we have Cricket Wireless uh, that, uh, that's been with us for the last couple of years, last three years. Uh, those two are our title sponsors. Mm-hmm. And then we have um, Higher Purpose Cole, who's going to sponsor uh, an event that we're having later on this year, a youth summit that we're going to do. And uh, let's see, who else do we have? We have Keesler. Uh, Credit Union, Union, we have have Oxfam, uh, we have the Stephen James Foundation, we have the uh, uh, Greater Jackson Arts Alliance, who has sponsored us for all seven years. They've been very supportive of this because it, you know, supports the arts. 
And um, so we, we have some really great sponsors. My brother's keeper, um, the Jackson Medical Mall Foundation, they all have been very generous and supportive. And, and most of these companies have been with us um, for, for at least three years. So they see the, the importance in, the, in our mission and what we're doing. And, and they, you know, they value it so much that they're willing to put their money behind it. And we greatly appreciate it because if it were not for them, we would not be able to do um, uh, the YG and E awards at the level that we're able to do them at. Oh, that's fantastic. Congratulations on being, and not only, like you said, getting the, the sponsors, but having them being loyal and coming back year after year. This is a course, a socially distanced, um, pre recorded television stream show. What made you decide to do it that way? Or are you going to change the format up a little bit once we're out of the pandemic? Or what, what's your thoughts on that? Um, well, you know, first of all, what made me go that way was COVID. You know, COVID caused me to pivot. I think it caused a lot of people to pivot. Yes. But then um, also to see that if our mission is to tell these stories, um, last year, just on one station alone, we had 30,000 viewers. Oh, that's wonderful. So, yeah. So if our mission is to get these stories out here, um, then... If we could get 30,000 people knowing about people that they've never heard of doing work that they didn't know existed, maybe, then, um, then we're, we're sticking, we're, you know, we're sticking to our mission. And, and that's important to me. Um, I do want to come back in person at some point, but right now I like the fact that we're able to reach more people and we're yeah. able to tell more stories and we're able to do it in a longer format. So we're, you know, we're able to really kind of get into those stories. When you have two hours, you can really tell, you know, you can really tell a person's story. And so um, that's important to me. But I also do want to get back to doing in person because I think it's something magical about what happens at those in-person events. And um, sometimes it just doesn't translate on TV on how, how the energy of the room and so, um, so I, I do want to get back to in person. I'm just trying to figure out when and how do we, you know, because in person we attract about 500 people. Oh um, wow! Yeah, so 30,500. That's a, that's a pretty big difference. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I I spoke to a group recently, and it was um, and and so they had been doing in person everything but then they did it national they did it online last year and they literally were getting international you know feedback and everything else on that so yeah there is that silver lining to having to to pivot who helped you with the production um, well i've worked with three different companies um and so and and they're all local companies um you know so uh one company that did the the actual interviews of the honorees for me was uh uh Cardi's uh photography company and then the performances were done by another production company um which is uh cunning worker production and then of course the entire podcast broadcast is going to be put together by um by uh, Taiwo and his company, they're going to, you know, put the broadcast together for us. So, you know, we work with a lot of local businesses. Um, we work with a lot of local artists. A lot of the performers that you're going to see in this broadcast are from Mississippi. Um, some of them aren't, but for the most part, most of our performers are from Mississippi as well. Oh, that's very cool. All right. Then you also have um, some great performances as well. Who's going to be performing with mm -hmm. you? 
Um, so I'm really excited about um, the performance from Tanya Boyd Cannon. Uh, I'm sure people probably remember her from The Voice, but she's from uh, Jackson, Mississippi. She currently lives in New Orleans, but she has this amazing song out right now, and she's performing that. And then we have a, um, a, a hip-hop artist by the name of Akeem Ali, who uh, who has, during the pand- pandemic, just had great viral success. And he's also right here from Jackson, Mississippi. Um, and then I'm excited about this one performance. Uh, there's a young lady by the name of Tiffany Jefferson. Uh, she has she created a, a tap dancing experience, and it goes through a hundred years of tap. And they do it. She does it in about three minutes, but it is amazing. It is, um, you know, she goes from everything from jazz to, uh, you know, swing music to hip hop. And so you'll see a little bit of everything in it. So, you know, um, it's just some amazing performance. Okay, she can fit all that into three minutes. She's going to be exhausted. Yeah. That's incredible. So that, that's going to be does. a lot of fun. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun to see the wardrobe change. And she really committed to it. So you'll see the different wardrobes, and, you know, that, um, that show the different eras of the music. Um, so it's amazing. Then we have an aerialist. Um, which is something I've been wanting to do for a number of years now. So she's just doing these acrobatics in the air on silk. It's very interesting to watch. Okay, and real quickly, like you said, um, Rita Brent, you know, our our own friend, is going to be your host, which I can't think of any better host in the world than somebody who actually writes for national uh, award shows. So she's going she's mm-hmm. to be doing a great job, and it'll be in good hands. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Well, let's, uh, without further ado, let's just jump into the honorees. And a good place to start would be the artist of the year, Carlos Miller. Tell us a little bit about Carlos. So, Carlos is from Oxford, Mississippi, uh, but uh, he is best known for his work with Nick Cannon's Wild and Out. He's one of the the featured. comedians on that show but then also he's been able to build a platform with the 85 south uh media outlet that he owns him and um two of his uh friends from the nick cannon uh from nick cannon's wild and out and uh, carlos is a, a really funny guy comedian um of course him and rita know each other well um but yes you know he's uh you know comes home often does a lot of fundraising in the um in in oxford and always represents Mississippi. Their their uh, 85 South show gets millions of views, and they have millions of followers. And every chance he gets, he's trying to bring, you know, people from Mississippi on that show. He's had, you know, the Sheena Allens and the David Banners and the Big Crit, people like that. So he's always representing Mississippi and always trying to put Mississippi, use his platform to promote um, people from Mississippi. We've got up next is would be the Community Organization of the Year, Mississippi Vote. Absolutely. Um, Mississippi Vote Votes has done amazing work throughout the state of Mississippi. Um, in the years that they've been around, it's been around probably, I think, since about 2015, 2016, they've registered more than 20,000 people to vote, which is uh, very impactful. And, you know, and this is a great thing about it. This is a movement led by young people. Mm-hmm. This is a movement led by college students. And so, um, you know, that that's just amazing to see. 
We've got Educator of the Year category. That's Adrian Hudson and, and Rise. Tell us a little bit about Adrian. Adrian, um, she lives in Cleveland, Mississippi, in the Delta. And Adrian is a 20-year veteran um, educator. She's currently a principal at, uh, at an elementary school there. But she's been teaching for over 20 years. And so Rise helps to prepare teachers uh, to go into the classroom, but also helps them prepare for pa- passing um, the standard, the test that they have to pass, like the practice and things yeah. like that, to become teachers. So, you know, they they work with college students. They work with, um, you know, teachers that are teacher aides that are looking to um, become teachers. So they help them get back in school, go through, you know, the programs that the classes that they need to take, and then also prepare them to take the practice. So it, it is an amazing organization in the Delta. I've read about her. She does some amazing work as well. You've got Leader of the Year up next. And of course, mm-hmm. um, this leader has a lot of clout on the international basis. Tell us a little bit who Absolutely. it is. You, you, you will want to have Lamia on your show. She is amazing. And Lamia has, uh, you know, we often say what could be next for Lamia because she's done so much in in, in a short time span, you know, from being the spokesperson for Walmart to um, working as a communications director for the uh, Hillary for America campaign um, to, you know, working in communications for Caesars uh, Entertainment, which is a, a large casino company. And now she's the chief uh, communications officer for a global tech company by the name of Pinterest. Yeah, we've heard and, about that um, one. Yeah, <laughs> she, she yeah. talk about an amazing career, Dr. Lamia Jenkins Thompson. She's just—I mean, she's done a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you—you know—and and, she's she's not even forty. So you say, what is next for her? You know, what what could be next for her? You know, you just. I mean, she's, you know, proven that the sky really is the limit, you know. Yeah, if we could just bottle her talent and her, and her energy, I think we would all get rich. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of getting rich, well, you've got the Entrepreneur of the Year. It's coming up next. Um, tell us a little bit about, it's Tim Lampkin, right? Yes, Tim is also from the Delta, um, a Mississippi Valley State University uh, graduate um, who is um, – committed to helping black businesses in the Delta, um, but not only the Delta, but, you know, Mississippi. Uh, one of the things that has impressed me about Tim so much is, you know, during the pandemic, even before the federal government had money to give to small businesses, Tim and his organization, Higher Purpose Code, uh, provided more than $500,000 of funding for small businesses in the Delta and around the state of Mississippi. Um, and the work that they do is going to have, you know, an, a generational impact for years to come. Um, you know, it's, small businesses, especially small black-owned businesses, sometimes have hard times getting funding where they could, you know, may go, maybe go through an incubator or accelerator program and they get, you know, resources, but they may not get funding or they may get funding and may not get resources. Tim has combined all of that. They do everything from helping companies set up their business to providing them with startup money, um, um, even to helping them buy billboards in their communities and radio advertisements. So, you know, I, I just think um, 
you know, we might have to revisit Tim in a couple of years again. He's like, you know what? We want to give you another award because you're doing such great work. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing I love, the golden thread that seems to run through all your uh, recipients as they give back. And I think that's a really nice thing. And, of course, the last category before we go to break is Innovator of the Year, and that's Arian Hamilton. Arlen Hamilton. Arlen, okay. Is, um, that's another person that you, sh- you know, you may want you to say, you're going to, if you need her to have her on the show, let me know. I'll get you in contact with her people because she is doing, and I know I'm using this word a lot, amazing, but I have no other word to describe what she's doing other than amazing. Um, you don't see very many African-American female venture capitalists who are also committed to investing in women of color, um, the LGBTQ community, uh, you know, so she she has helped over 200 companies um, and invested more than $20 million in those companies and startup companies. And um, it, it's changed the trajectory of these companies, you know, to, to get that kind of uh, influx of money into, into their ideas, into their concepts, into their businesses have been, you know, they, it's been a game changer for these 200 businesses that she's worked with. And, you know, her story is very interesting. She, her, you know, was born here in Jackson, but pretty much grew up in Dallas. But, you know, family is here, here in Jackson. Mom is here in Jackson. And um, she was, you know, dealt with a lot of food insecurity, homelessness uh, for a long time. Well, you know, even up until her 30s. Um, so to see her take that story and use that as fuel for the flame and, and to continue to push, um, you know, before she, she, you know, never done anything like this before. She actually worked with celebrities on tours and, you know, was overhearing these conversations they were having about investing in startups and things and just began to do the research on it. Um, and, you know, and has built an amazing company with uh, Backstage Capital. Oh, that's great. That's great. Arlen, I will have to get Arlen on the show. That'd be great. All right. Well, it's time for the final break. And when we return, we're going to wrap up our conversation with Shamika Reed. Stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio. Or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. If you're just joining us, great show so far. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know I have. If you're just joining us, we've been talking with Shamika Reed, the founder of the Young, Gifted, and Empowered Awards. Hey, it's not too late for you to join in the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. The number is 877-MPB-RING. That is 877-672-7464. Shamika, I got to admit, this is a pretty powerful uh, list of young, gifted, and empowered professionals. Why do you think it's important to tell their stories? I mean, I'd like I said, I think it's pretty obvious, but why do you think um, why do you think it's people need to hear this? Um, so they can so they can hear about what Mississippi is producing or has. Yeah. 
um, to, to learn about the talent that comes from Mississippi and the talent that stays in Mississippi, you know. Um, of all six of these honorees, all six of them still, well, not all six, four of them still live in Mississippi. Um, you know, and that's, you know, that's important for people to know that. And then also to expose people to opportunities that, um, especially young people, that they may not have known existed. Um, and, and so they get to see uh people that look like them doing different things like oh i didn't know i could be a comedian full time really <laughs> oh you mean i can actually um you know give people money to start their own business and and help them and i can make money in the process too i didn't know that you know so so just you know being able to see uh people that look like them doing different things Oh, I think it's incredibly powerful. I mean, like I said, I remember when I was like eight years old, I met a cartoonist, you know, and from that point on, oh, I want wow. to become a become a cartoonist, you know. And it, so, I mean, I think what you're doing is just not only is incredible to tell these stories, but also it's a great public service as well. In 2019, YG&E hosted the first youth summit with Michelle Obama, early college program. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, so, of course, like I said, we've been able to build this network of individuals um, who, you know, who, who accomplish great things. And we really wanted to get them back into the community. Um, and not that they're not already doing things in the community, but we, you know, one of our past honorees was the principal of the uh, Michelle Obama Early College Program, Shanelo Evans. And so I reached out to her and I was like, hey, what do you think about a youth summit using some of our past honorees and, and you know, different leaders from the community? And um, she was like, I love it. And you can have it, you know, at our school, you know, with, with, our, with our students. And I was like, that's great. We have a built-in audience, um, you know, and they get, it's like a conference. They get to select what, you know, uh, presentations they want to attend. And um, it's been, you know, we didn't have it last year. We, the last time we had it was 2020, and we did it right before the students went on spring break. Well, we know what happened after <laughs> That's that. Right. We didn't come back. <laughs> and so we did not have it last year, and I'm excited about bringing it back this year. Um, we're going to do it in the fall when the students return to school and um, bring back some of the past honorees uh, so they can share um, you know, how they got to where they are, you know, talk to the students about some of the things that they were feeling when they were their age. And, and you know, just so I think it's, it's needed and I think the students appreciate it. You know, one thing in the media business now, if you can repurpose content or you can be able to, to, to use the content to create other content, and you've done this, you've started the YG&E magazine. So tell us how that's going. Um, that's going pretty well. We'll we'll put out the next edition of Bed in July as well. Um, and so, you know, some kind of way, Marshall, we've become a multimedia company. I can tell that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, congratulations, you've become a mogul. <laughs> I need I need the mogul money to follow though. They're gonna have a Netflix series on you or something. That'll be really cool. Oh yeah, that would be cool. That would be. It cool. would be actually. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so, you know, we, you know, my, like I shared, my background, I, I'm majored in mass communication, so all of this feels really good to me and yeah. for me, and it feels like 
I'm working in my purpose. Um, you know, sometimes it gets a little intense because, you know, there are deadlines and there are things you're, you're juggling and you're working with multiple people. Um, but I enjoy it. And, um, and I feel like I'm working in my purpose. And so um, last year on the cover of the magazine, we had Anjanu Ellis, who is my homegirl. She's from Macomb as well. Um, and um, this year we were still working on the cover story. Uh, I have somebody in mind. We just got to, you know, continuously work with their management on it. But we'll both we'll have both a digital platform for the magazine as well as um, printed versions of it. We got 30 seconds left or less than that. Uh, tell us, folks, once again, how they can watch it, when it's going to be, and the, the web address. Okay. So the 2022 Young Gifted and Empowered Awards presented by Patty Peck Hyundai and Cricket will air Sunday, May 8th uh, at 4 p.m. on Fox 40 um, uh, for people in the Metro Jackson area. And Quayley TV, if you are outside of the area and want to watch it, you can stream it online. Um, if you're on the Spin Biloxi, you can watch it on Channel 70 or Cable 1. And if you're in Cleveland, you can watch it on WHCQ uh, Channel 8.1. All right. And, of course, that's younggiftedandempowered.com. It's the website. Thank you so much, Mika. I appreciate it. Closing. Ah, we're closing. Yes, we want to thank you for listening and thank our guest, Shamika Reed, founder of the Young, Gifted, and Empowered Awards, for joining us today. If you'd like to hear the show again or any past episodes, you can listen to our podcast on your favorite podcast app or downloading our MPB public media app. Now You're Talking is produced by MPB Think Radio. It's produced by Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit with Josie Bidwell and join us next week at 10 a.m., for another great conversation right here on MPB Think Radio. Y'all have a great week.